You're on board KCAA's Inland Talk Express. KCAA, Loma Linda, 1050 AM, the station that leaves no listener behind. Like to spend a few days in another world? Then write this down. Golden Bear Cottages, Big Bear Lake. Now, listen, this is not some corporate-owned operation. It's family-owned and operated by some real nice people. Unique? Oh, you bet. Golden Bear Cottages features 28 one-of-a-kind cabins on a five-acre historic site. Great for families, couples, and groups. And cabins are available with one to seven bedrooms. Golden Bear Cottages is just a stone throw from Big Bear Lake and super close to three great ski areas. Now, I could go on all day about Golden Bear Cottages in Big Bear, but to see everything, just go to goldenbear.net. Again, goldenbear.net. Golden Bear Cottages in Big Bear. Clean, comfortable, and affordable. Check them out. Goldenbear.net. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-643-9406. That's 1-800-643-9406. Again, 1-800-643-9406. Call now. Are you looking for the right place to purchase your landscaping items? Well, come see us at Hydroscape. Hydroscape offers a large selection of irrigation products including Irritrol and Toro, such as their efficient precision nozzles. For 40 years, Hydroscape has been family-owned and operated, serving Southern California. With 17 locations, our knowledgeable and experienced staff is equipped to help you with all your irrigation, landscape, and outdoor living projects. Whether you're installing irrigation systems, wanting to maintain a healthy landscape, or simply create a beautiful lit space for outdoor entertaining, Hydroscape is the place to go. Visit our website at hydroscape.com for more information and find helpful articles on our blog. Or call our customer service center at 1-800-395-4477. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-643-6931 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-643-6931 to take your call now. Call 1-800-643-6931. That's 1-800-643-6931. Again, 1-800-643-6931. Attention, teachers, nurses, social workers, government employees, police officers, and firefighters. If you are still paying on student loans, then get ready for a special announcement. Your entire student loan can be forgiven. You heard correctly. Broadsword Student Advantage has free information on how you can potentially have the remaining balance of your student loan debt completely forgiven. We can help anyone with student loans potentially cut their payments in half, reduce their interest rate, or consolidate their outstanding loan. But if you are a teacher, nurse, social worker, government employee, police officer, or firefighter, you have the added benefit of potentially having your student loan completely forgiven. 
Call now for free information to find out how. Call 800-481-2993. That's 800-481-2993. Don't waste another payment on your old student loans. Call for your free information now. 800-481-2993. That's 800-481-2993. Electricity prices have been going higher and higher, and experts predict that average prices will continue increasing. You could save thousands of dollars a year while increasing the value of your home by switching to Solar Energy with Best Energy Advisor, the leader in affordable solar energy since 1987. Everyone's heard about the benefits of solar energy. It works day or night, and it doesn't matter if it's sunny or cloudy out. A solar system from Best Energy Advisor is now more affordable than ever. One free call to our experts and you'll find out how to get a solar system installed for zero money down and zero payments for a year. Remember this number, 800-413-9452. We make it easy to go solar and handle all the paperwork to take advantage of the government's tax credits, grants, and rebates so that you can save even more money. But these won't last forever, so call now. 800-413-9452. Don't sign a solar lease until you speak with us. Call 800-413-9452. Go solar and learn how to save money on your energy bill every month. Call 800-413-9452. The other station claims to be local. Since when is Glendale local? KCAA News Talk 1050, your true local station. Wake up by the sunrise And you're staring back at me I hold on to the moment As we cast it out to sea And the lights come on The lights come on Reflecting off your skin Hi everybody, welcome to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. I'm so happy to have you here. We are on fall hours. We're at a new date and a new time. We have moved to Tuesdays, so that's every Tuesday. And we'll see you at 6 p.m. Pacific Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And because of fall hours, I want to make sure that um, you also have downloaded our online presence, as some areas may lose a little bit of coverage during the evening hours. And there are two ways that you can listen online, both of these uh, avenues. You can listen um, either live or on demand. Um, and that would be the kcaaradio.com website forward slash Linda Gross, and you'll find my information, or the TuneIn app forward slash Linda Gross. So either of these two ways, they're free, and we're here for your listening enjoyment. So today's topic is, is going to be, can I afford rent? I have a 19-year-old young man who, who wrote to me, and he's currently living with his parents, and, you know, he's had enough of that, so he wants to see if he can move out on his own. So that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about credit and applications and finances, and does he, is it in the budget for him to move out? So we're, we're going to take a look at all those issues. Um, if you happen to have missed last week's show, Uh, It was on no gas in the tank. Maybe you have a low sex drive and possibly it's because of low testosterone. So if you happen to have missed it, um, you can catch those shows both on the archives for um, the TuneIn app or the KCARadio.com app and slash Linda Gross. So, um, okay, great. So let's get into our topic today. Uh, Let me give you a little background information on my letter writer. He's a 19-year-old male. He was going to school for about a year and a half. He originally wanted to be an x-ray technician, and he told me that the education that he needed was an AA degree, two years of college, and one year of technical school. So unfortunately, he dropped out at the one-and-a-half-year mark. Um, He said, Linda, I just could not write one more essay. I'm so sick of writing essays that I just had to take a breather, and he dropped out. So hopefully he'll 
you know, get a little maturity. Uh, I guess it's a good thing that if you're really not into school, maybe look at what your other options are. There's some, there are some technical trades that you don't need, um, even a college education. You can go right into the technical school. And a lot of men are using that option today. Um, I think about eight years ago was the first time there was a trend where men stopped going to college. Isn't that funny? It used to be 60-70% of the college population was men. And now that trend has stopped. And I believe the trend has stopped because of the ease of getting student loans. Unfortunately, when money is given out too freely, meaning these student loans, um, people abuse them. Uh, the universities and colleges abuse them because they overinflate the price of education. So maybe they were formerly getting you know, I don't know, maybe they were formally getting $20,000 for uh, per, for an annual fee or something, and now those rates have been jacked up to like $50,000 for an annual fee at some colleges, just because they can, just because the money is so freely given. So um, anyway, around this time, around the eight-year mark, um, men stopped going to college. I think they went for, for maybe a year or two, and then they decided that, that they did not want to be burdened with student all the student debt on day one when you graduate. So to um, counteract that, they decided to do something else. So who wants to go to a four-year college, graduate, and then on day one, you're burdened with fifty to a hundred thousand dollars in debt. It's like how many professions are there out there that you can pay that back? And to have to be so debt ridden uh, earlier in, early in your career, I mean, it's just a damper in so many different areas. I mean, usually that kind of money, most people would um, look into putting a down payment on a house. Um, and now these young people, they can't do that. So that's why we have a situation where men are not going to school. Um, both sexes are staying at home until they're 30, where you, it used to be that everybody was out of the house at 18, and mom and dad paid for college because it was so affordable um, decades ago, not so much anymore. And then when the, when the student graduated at age 21 to 22, depending on how long they went, then, uh, you know, jobs back in the 80s were it was very easy to get a job. I mean, you probably had your jobs lined up even before you graduated college. Now, you're burdened with a lot of debt up front, and it takes a really long time to get a job. It might even take two years to get a job in your field. And there are a lot of people who have the degree, have this debt, and they still can't get a job in their field. And unfortunately, the job market is so ever-changing. What was current and popular four years ago when you started college might not be popular by the time, or not, might not be a high-paying job by the time you get to uh, graduation. So all these thing, all these balls are up in, up in the air um, that you students have to deal with. So, um, you know, for our, our person here, he just decided to take a timeout. I'm not sure whether he's going to go back, but sometimes the timeout is good because it gives you a new perspective. Um, maybe his calling in life is not being an x-ray technician at all. Maybe that's not what he wants to do. So for those of you who are listening, what I would say before you invest in your career and invest in an education, perhaps what you'd like to do is either intern or shadow to make sure that um, you can be in the field and be in that profession temporarily just to get a feel of, is this what I want to do? Um, outside of that, what I would do is I would call anyone and everyone that you know who is in your field of endeavor and ask, what are the good things that you like about your job? What are the bad things that you hate about your job? Um, how did you advance? What held you back? You know, ask those kind of questions and go into it smartly. Don't go into a field that may not be suited for you 
um, in the long run, and meanwhile, you've wasted not only a few years of your life with college, but perhaps you have, you're not in your chosen profession. Another thing that you could possibly do is to uh, get a psych psychological evaluation. Um, a lot of times these evals are free and they're, they are basically personality tests and there's a battery of about 200 questions and they distill all those questions. I'll take a look online and, and find the link for you and post it on my Facebook page. Anyway, you answer these 200 questions and they distill what your strengths and weaknesses are and then they spit out the answer like, hey, you would be really well suited for the following 30 professions. So isn't that a great idea? So come to the table well prepared and well armed. Anyway, for the, for the people who are not going to school, a lot of these men decided, okay, I don't want to be burdened with this much debt on day one when I graduate. So instead, many men today are going to a technical school or learning some kind of trade where they can probably make as much, if not more, than the person that had a college education. So why bother with a college education? Um, it breaks my heart to hear that. It really does because I am so in favor of education. And what I would recommend to you is I think these men are right, that they, they are right in uh, going for a trade or learning a skill. But on the side, never stop being a sponge. Never stop learning. On the side, you can even take, you know, one class or an online class for however long it takes. You know, go at your own pace. And I would still try to get, you know, the degree if, if you can. Um, the community colleges are very easy to get into. So those of you who don't have the grades, let's say you don't have a 3.2 to 4 average, a GPA average, don't have the grades, you can go to community college, you know, go on your own timetable, take as many or as few classes as you want. The fees are decidedly uh, less because, you know, they're state sub subsidized, they're community subsidized. So that, you know, these are all some options to, contender, to contend with. So anyway, going back to my letter writer, um, he he is currently working at two high-end hotels in Santa Monica in guest services. In hotel number one, he's what's called uh, an inside concierge or a telephone concierge. Now, concierge is somebody who is very visible, who's at the front desk, is very knowledgeable about the town and the amenities and what it offers. And if somebody comes to you and says, you know, I want a limousine or I want concert tickets or I want tickets for whatever it is or I want recommendations of the best uh, steak in town or the best seafood in town, that's what the concierge job is, is to provide excellent customer service. You have to have a really good handle on your hotel, on your city, uh, what's going on, the upcoming events. I mean, that's what that person is. So obviously that person is a very high visibility person. If you can get a job like that, more power to you. Um, our little 19-year-old doesn't have that job, but he has what's called a telephone or an inside concierge. So what that means is when the guests call from the room, he answers similar types of questions. And of course, whatever is over his head, I'm sure he's going to ask the main concierge for further assistance. So that's what he does on job one. On job two, because neither job you know, are they offering him 40 hours a week? So he had to supplement his hours with two jobs. Um, hotel number two, uh, he's working on the top floor. It's also a luxury hotel in uh, Santa Monica. And the top floor is a uh, bar, lounge, and a restaurant. And he's in guest services up there. The cool thing about job number two is he gets tipped out which I didn't know that. <laughs> um, job number one is just straight pay. 
It's just an hourly wage. Job number two, he gets tipped out. So what that means is, uh, you know, I haven't heard that since Vegas. Like when you go to a Las Vegas show and you're, you know, you're in the nosebleed seats, what you do is you would tip the doorman um, a certain amount of money to get an upgrade, to get a better seat. So apparently that goes on in this high-end uh, lounge and bar area as well. Um, I used to run in that crowd, and we never had to tip out anybody at a bar or lounge. And I think that's because if you're a regular, you'll automatically get escorted to the front of the line or to the best seat or the best best table. So this must be for people who are business people or tourists who are out of town and the the club or the bar or the restaurant, they don't know who you are. So I guess you have to tip them to get better accommodations. Anyway, the good news is my 19-year-old, he not only gets an hourly wage, but he makes some pretty decent tips with, you know, the upgrades that he has to uh, accommodate his guests. So his monthly income is about $2,000 per month. And he asked me, can I afford this rent? So it turns out that uh, there's another person who is at the hotel and uh, her roommate is moving out. She's got a male roommate. He's moving out and she's looking for another roommate. So the good thing that I like about uh, this situation is, first of all, he knows her personally, so that's a good thing. Second of all, it's very close to his work, so not a lot of driving. Thirdly, it's in a decent part of town, which is hard to do on the, uh, you know, in his particular case, he's on the west side in Santa Monica. It's hard to get affordable housing on the west side. And thirdly, the rent to me did not seem you know, all that high was fourteen, um, $1,400, $1,400, no, I think $1,500, sorry, $1,500. So that's a pretty good deal for a two-bedroom, two-bath place on the west side. So his half of the rent, my letter writer's half of the rent, would be $750, which is a good deal. Now, the, the girl roommate, she doesn't drive. And there is one parking spot, and my guy does have a decent car, so to have um, security parking is pretty important to him. So that worked out really well, so that's a bonus. It is a security building, so that's a bonus. So all these are good things. Um, the girl has been there for a couple of years now, and she has all the furnishings and all the kitchen, you know, appliances and, and utensils and all that kind of thing. So that's a really good bonus, too, because normally when you move into a brand spanky new place and you don't have stuff that you're moving from place A to point B, place A to point, <laughs> can't talk, sorry, uh, place A to place B, you know, those furnishings, meaning the couch, the lamp, you know, all the kitchen stuff, you know, all that kind of stuff can really add up. I mean, it could easily be um, $2,000 by the time you add all that stuff up. So the fact that you don't have to, like, get an ironing board, you don't have to get bar stools, you don't have to get a, you know, a, a TV stand or whatever it happens to be, she's got all that stuff. So basically, the second bedroom is empty. And all my guy has to do is move in his bed, which he already has. Um, he asked his parents he's going to move his existing bed from the parents' house. Um, and a dresser, and he's going to move the existing dresser into the bedroom, and bam, there you are. He's done. So this is a good deal so far. Um, it's got a lot of positive aspects, and I really am in love with it so far. So let's see um, if the finances are actually going to work out, okay? So I asked him to give me a breakdown of what his finances are, and here were the following categories. In the category of his car, he's paying $200 for car payment, 166 for car insurance. Uh, the registration, I divided that um, for a monthly basis, um, and that worked out to be $10 a month. Gas, $100 a month. Car wash, $20 a month. And maintenance, $20. 
$20 a month. Maintenance, I mean, like repairs and a tune-up and things of that nature. All right. So for work, his expenses for work are he pays $40 a month in parking and he spends about $200 a month in lunches um, outside of work. $200 is kind of high. So, but I realize he's running from job A to job job B. He doesn't have time, so he's going to eat lunch in between the two shifts or, you know, whatever his uh, schedule allows. I asked him if he eats dinner and he says no. He usually goes to the gym and he's usually so pooped by the end of the day that he just eats a big lunch and that's good enough. Okay, so, and then he also told me that if he were to live in an apartment, he would be doing cooking on his own, so uh, probably that $200 figure could come down a little bit, and he could take a doggy bag or, or a brown, uh, a lunch sack to work, and that would cut in on this high figure of $200 a month. Other things that he is paying, will will need to pay for are utilities. Um, most landlords do pay for the water, so you don't have to worry about that. So gas, electric, internet, and cable. So I'm estimating this to be about $150, depending on what packages uh, you get. Now, mind you, the faster the cable speed you are, the more it's going to cost you. If you add extras like uh, the sports package or the movie package, those niceties are, they're going to, you know, charge extra for that. If you add a DVR, that's like $10 extra for that. So, you know, all of these things will add up. Also, the same thing goes with internet. The faster the package that you have, uh, you know, the cable companies are going to charge you a premium for that. So just be aware of that. Now, the existing girl, unfortunately, that would normally be a price that you would split with your uh, roommate. But in this scenario, she has decided to cut her cost completely, and she's not paying for any of the cable or the internet. She's just using her cell phone and she has a Netflix account, which I think is like $12 a month. And she's watching her movies and her TV shows off the Netflix, off of her cell phone. So that's saving her quite a bit of money. So if our user wants to add internet and cable, bam, you got to pay the whole amount yourself because she's not sharing. So it is what it is. You could go her route as well, and you could use your cell phone as your primary uh, connectivity, um, you know, and that will, that will uh, adjust your costs accordingly. So just be aware of that number. So this person has told me that he really, really, you know, needs Internet and cable. Okay, so I'm putting it in the budget, $150. Um, other items uh, that he pays is I'm throwing in about $100 for miscellaneous, just unexpected things that you, you know, didn't account for, and throwing in about $30 for toiletries, including like razors and tissue paper and, you know, personal grooming, um, you know, products. So, altogether, all of this comes to... A, oh, a certain dollar amount. Oh, I forgot to tell you the formula. Okay, so here is the formula as to whether or not, okay, the dollar amount comes to $1,036. All these items that we mentioned between car, uh, work, and utilities and miscellaneous. $1,036. So the formula to see if you can afford it is what's called a one-third formula. So what that means is you're going to take your full gross salary and you're going to divide it by three. And there, there are three types of payments that you have to make or f three types of, um, you know, responsibility, financial responsibility that you have. So the first thing is if you take the number 2,000, which is his gross salary, and you divide it by three, that number is $667 per month. So the first one-third, right off the bat, that's going to Uncle Sam. 
cry me a river, but that's what it is. At the moment, this 19-year-old doesn't have any deductions, so there's nothing to write off, so it is what it is. So when you go to your employer, he, he or she is going to ask you how many exemptions, and you're just going to say one. You're only claiming one person, and that's you. I don't want to hear that there's baby mamas and children and what have you as a, as the 19 as a 19 year old so hopefully that's not the case for you so um that would be one third of your gross salary right off the top goes to taxes so there are two other categories uh rent and personal and i'm going to talk about that when we get back from the break so uh let's let's uh, take a station id at the moment and when we come back um you're listening to the men's advocate show with linda gross and we're gonna we're taking um our letter writers question letter writers question can i afford rent and i'll get back to you with that equation testosterone is a normal part of aging, but the effects don't need to be suffered in silence. Dr. Peter Stahl, a urologist at Columbia University Medical Center, explains treatment options for low T. There are two broad categories of treatments. Um, the most commonly used treatment is actually just testosterone replacement therapy, and that comes in various forms. There are injections that uh, either a doctor can give you or you can give yourself at home. Um, there are topical creams or gels that can be applied uh, to different parts of your body. Um, and uh, there are even subcutaneous pellets that can be implanted that give you continuous testosterone replacement for several months at a time. There are also medications um, that help your body make its own testosterone. Do the treatments have side effects? The side effects related to testosterone replacement are really just the natural effects of testosterone on the body. So testosterone has a wide variety of roles. Uh, it's important for uh, the Do you like cars, racing, adventure and speed, motorsports of any kind? If it has speed, high performance, or burns octane, there's a brand new show for you. Do you have 1030 weight in your blood, or are you running on 104 performance octane? Then gear up for a brand new show on KCAA called Gotcha Racing. Tune in Saturdays at 4 p.m. with host Joe Britt for news, interviews, and all kinds of stuff you can use about racing and the automotive world. Whether it's learning how to put spark plugs in or spark up your supercharger, Joe's got the answer for you. Ready, buddy? Ready. All right, Dan. Get it in. Gotcha Racing. Find out how Joe built the Stallion GT1 exotic sports car or hear the area's best experts on automotive questions. It's Gotcha Racing right here where we put you in the driver's seat and it doesn't stop till you cross the finish line. Saturdays at 4 p.m. right here on KCAA. It's Gotcha Racing. Well, see you later. Come on, guys, let's go. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name, hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases, and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchases required. Just start with this link each time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KCAA 1050 AM, where men can be men.
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Uh, That clip that you heard during the break about testosterone, that was from a medical doctor on the East Coast. That was uh, part of my show from last week. So if you missed that, you can always go back and listen listen to that on the archive, either at kcaradio.com or at the TuneIn app, both of those forward slash Linda Gross, and that will take you uh, to that to that show. Um, also, please make sure that you sign up on my Facebook fan page if you haven't already done so. It's by the same name, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. And the reason you'd like to do that is because you'll get all the program information all in one place. Um, it shows the dates and the times and who my guests are, what we're talking about. Um, if you're away from your, your desk and you're like, oh gosh, you know, what was she talking about? What was that link? What was the person's name? All that kind of stuff will be on the Facebook fan page. So make sure you hit like page and that will give you all that type of uh, information. So let's get back to um, our topic today. I got a letter from a 19 year old and he wants to move out from his parents and his question is can I afford rent? So we were talking about all his expenses, um, his car payment, work-related um, payments, utilities, and miscellaneous, all that came to $1,036. Now let's see if he can afford it. So one-third uh, one of the... Uh, one-third of your gross salary is going to go to taxes. Uh, the second one-third is going to go towards um, rent. So his rent, if he does move in with the roommate, is $750. So when you take 1036 and you minus it from 750 uh-oh, he's over budget. Yes, he is. So he will, in this scenario, he will not be able to afford it because he's about, um, you know, $250, a a bit over budget. So that's probably not going to work, but I do have some suggestions for that. Um, The last one-third in the housing equation is personal. And personal items would be things like, um, like we mentioned here, the the car payment and what you spend at work and utilities and and that kind of thing. So it's one-third, one-third, one-third. Rent, taxes, personal. So each each of those will take up $667 of his $2,000 gross annual gross monthly income so under this scenario he's not going to be able to afford it so I'll get I'll circle back and say you know what we can do to help him afford it so let me go over some of the other expenses like in his case he doesn't have these additional things but you my listeners might be planning on moving or moving out from your parents or moving for a second time or what have you and you are going to have to include some of these other things that he didn't include. Um, things that he did not include was his cell phone bill. And I'm going to estimate that to be about um, $120. At the moment, he's on his parents' plan. I don't know how long that's going to last. But he's on his parents' plan, so he's paying zero but you, the listener, probably do have to pay that. Um, as I mentioned before, furniture. Usually you don't get the luxury of everything being furnished on day one. He just happened to get a lucky situation that the existing roommate already had this stuff. So you probably need to earmark at least $2,000 for all that. Um, granted, it might not have to be so high. You can do you know, secondhand furniture on Craigslist. There's all kinds of accounts where you can get furniture and, you know, household goods for free even. So, uh, and garage sales uh, are a good way to pick that up or uh, relatives, maybe they're they're discarding furniture or, or other merchandise. So that would be a, a big help. Um, also, our guy dropped out of college and he was paying as he went, um, but you might not be so lucky. So if you do have a student loan, you've got to uh, add that into your um into your account as well. So uh, that would take up some of the, the personal, the $667, um, you know, in this equation, that would take up some of that money. So um, 
other things that our guy does not have to pay, but you, the listener, are probably uh, probably do have to pay is health insurance. So I would include about $120 for health insurance. Um, if you go get your teeth cleaned twice a year, uh, if I break that down on a monthly basis, I'm going to add $10 a month for that. Um, $10 a month for vision care. I don't know if you have contacts or glasses, but let's say throw in $10 for that. So, um, yeah, these numbers really do add up fast. And uh, one big number that I would absolutely love for you guys to have, and I know as a young person you guys don't usually think of these things, but if you think about it now, it really will help you in the long range, and that number is savings. You should try to save 10% of your gross salary in savings. So what are you going to use that savings for? You can use it to help buy a car. You can use it to go on that nice vacation you want. Um, I don't know if there's a big ticket item that uh, maybe you're pursuing a goal or a hobby or a passion that you want to use it for. You know, all of these things um, are... are uh, great ideas for savings or to get holiday gifts. That might be another one. Maybe you have a big family and you need to get holiday gifts. But more importantly, what I would recommend to you is to, I know the first time around you have to have a car payment. There's no way of getting around that unless you've been saving, you know, your, you know, your uh, grocery store box boy money since age, you know, 14. Um, And then not all 14-year-olds can get a work permit. You have to have a really good uh, GPA for the principal to sign on a work permit. Otherwise, you have to wait until you're of age. But um, let's say you did save a, a lot of money, you know, back then, then you can perhaps buy your first car with the money that you've saved. Most of you are not so lucky, and most of you pops possibly didn't have a good GPA to where you got that exception. So that first car, you probably are going to have to get a loan. Now, after the the loan is done with, and there are loans that are uh, three years, four years, five years, obviously the, the more you stretch it out, the more you will pay in interest, but you'll you know, make the car be more affordable on a monthly basis if you have it for a longer duration. Now, the second car, so you already have the first car. The second car, you know, use some of your savings to save up for the second car. So ideally, when you pay off your first car, you will have equity in the car, and then you can use that as the down payment on the second car. Or hopefully, don't use it as the down payment at all, use it as the down payment and then the rest of the uh, amount of the car that you need to purchase the car, use it from your savings. In other words, on car number two and three, you should not be taking out a car loan. So what what should you do with that? Um, the amount that you would have in the future spent a car loan on, which is probably three to $400 a month, I want you to use that for savings. There is this magic formula that applies. It's called compound interest. So if you start saving three to $400 every single month, the money on top of money makes money. Okay, so not only is your principal growing because of compound interest, that grows at an astronomical rate um, when you're in your early 20s. So what does that mean? If you do that and you're religious about it, then by the time you're 55, you will be a millionaire. That's how that works. Most people don't understand this concept and they wait way too long to start their savings and their retirement and they don't have enough money for retirement. And what happens is the longer you wait, the more money you will have to pay per month. So now instead of paying three to four hundred dollars per month, you're going to be paying maybe five, six, seven hundred dollars a month to the to that savings account. And instead of being done at age 55, now you're going to have to extend that to age 60 or age 65. So um, it's really, really a smart thing to save. So the rule of thumb is if you save 10% of your salary, you will be well to do 
and you will be a millionaire by the age 55. So that's what I would recommend. All right, so for our letter writer, what I would recommend to him, because his finances are a little tight, um, you know, one way to cut this out is to do what the roommate is doing and not have the cable and internet bill. The Probably the easiest way to solve this problem is to get another roommate, providing that the first roommate, um, providing that the first roommate agrees to it, get a third roommate. So if you got the third roommate, then you would be splitting the $1,500 rent three ways, three ways, which would mean uh, that would bring it down to the $500, uh, $500 mark, and then you could probably swing everything with the information that you've given me as is. So um, yeah, so that's, that's what I'm recommending that he do. Another thing that he could do to make up for it Another thing that he could do to make up for it is to um, look on Craigslist or look on uh, Monster.com or something. There are lots of jobs that you can do from home and just do them like in your free time. I know companies are looking for people who are, um, you know, social media people and things like that, and they pay an hourly rage, wage. <laughs> hourly rage. <laughs> I'd like to pay you an hourly rage. Um, anyway, so there are things that you can do for from home. Some of these are temporary jobs. Some of them are longer jobs, but um, you know it won't interfere with his schedule too much, and maybe that's the extra couple hundred dollars that he needs to put him over the edge to where he can't afford the apartment. So Take, take a look at that. I think that's a great way. Um, on my Facebook fan page, I posted uh, this article about how many hours would somebody who is making a minimum wage have to work in order to afford rent. So um, it turns out, uh, you know, the minimum wage is, I think, is very, uh, you know, it's an illusion. Um, you know, all these people are crying that we need $15 an hour, especially on the West Coast. They just passed it in Seattle. They're about to pass it here in California. I don't know how it is in your state, but they're, they're saying that the minimum, the current mid, minimum wage is not a living wage. And this article that I posted on Facebook um, absolutely confirms that, that there's no state in the country where you can work 40 hours a week at minimum wage and afford an apartment. Pretty sad, right? Um, anyway, the the Facebook article goes on to show that in California, you would need to work 82 hours a week at minimum wage to afford an apartment. Uh, Florida also at 82 hours per week. Um, New York, New York, the state of New York has a whopping 120 hours you would need to work at minimum wage. Um, so what does this mean? I mean, it means you have four, five, six roommates. I mean, there's just absolutely no way that this can happen. Um, the highest in the nation was uh, Hawaii at 127 hours per week that you would have to work in order to afford an apartment. Why is that? Because everything has to get shipped in. It's got to get shipped in from the mainland. So um, most of the country, uh, Central America, you have to work anywhere from 50 to 60 hours a week at minimum wage. And the Northeast, you have to work anywhere from like 80 to 100 to afford an apartment. So pretty depressing. Anyway, I was saying a little bit about um, minimum wage, how that is an illusion. So what happens is it's all like your economics teacher told you, it's all supply and demand. So if the minimum wage goes up, it's not going to help anything because all the other services are going to go up. Housing will go up, gasoline will go up, the price of goods will go up. And so what could have been $15 to be an affordable number, now will probably be $19, $20, to be an affordable number. So it's really not a great way to go. So um, what you're going to have to do, our guy, our 19-year-old, he actually makes more than the minimum wage because he's working in high-end hotels and in a high rent district, in a you know, in a luxury district, so he's making more than that, which is good. So um, you know, he might try to also pick up somebody else's shift if they're out that day, or maybe they're going on vacation, 
or um, because he's single, because he has no kids, another way to do this would be to like work since he's at a hotel, work um, nights, you know, I, I'm, I'm sorry, not nights, but holidays and weekends. So uh, a lot of times those are, are clocked at time and a half. So instead of working an eight-hour shift, you know, you're, you're working less hours but still getting an eight-hour rate of pay. So you're working like five hours to get an eight-hour rate of pay. So these are all ways that he can make up the difference for what he didn't get um, with his existing salary. So um, <clears throat> let's look at some of the things that, um, that a landlord is going to ask of you. Excuse me. Um, most landlords are going to – the first question that I'm – asking him is are you do you have to be on the lease some landlords require that some don't maybe because the primary roommate has been there for so long maybe he can skate by and not be on the lease i would recommend not be on not being on the lease if at all possible and the reason why is if she flakes out on the rent it affects your credit so it's a really risky proposition, especially when you're brand new, you're just entering uh, your young adult, adult life. It's very easy for people to flake when they're young. Um, they just don't have a good sense of responsibility. So if you can avoid being on the lease, I would say do that because, uh, you know, unless she has a backup plan, like she's co-signed by her by her parents or something like that, it's really, it, you really don't want to put yourself in a financial jam. Oh, by the way, another thing that could help his situation is if his parents co-sign, um, you know, part of this uh, roommate situation. So, you know how he has to pay $750 per month. If they were to kick in a couple hundred dollars per month, then it would be affordable. So, that's another avenue, you know, you're just starting out. Maybe you have a good relationship with your parents or your grandparents where you can ask for a little extra money to help kick in towards the rent. So getting back to the landlord, what are they looking for? Let's say he does have to uh, sign a lease. Um, typically, they want a two-year history. So what that means is um, working at the same place or the same field for two years. So what does that tell uh, the landlord? That tells them that you've got responsibility and stability. They love knowing that. They love knowing that you're not job hopping every three months or you're not getting fired every three months and you're unemployable. They don't want to hear that. So two years to them is like a solid thing. Um, if you don't have two years, get any and all references and letters from from school teachers or business people or whomever you know or any part-time jobs or temporary jobs that you've had, get letters of references that will definitely help uh, with the application if your number is less than two years. Um, living in the same place for two years. Again, it speaks to uh, accountability and responsibility. Having a bank account for at least two years. Having credit for at least two years. Um, if you don't have credit, I'm, I'm going to talk to you uh, in a moment about that subject as well. Um, having a savings account. If you have six months in your six months rent in your savings account, they love that. You would get preferential treatment. Um, at the bare minimum, you should have two months. So what does that mean? Why do you need two months rent or six months rent? It's because if you do get laid off or something does happen to your job or you do get injured, there's a little bit of a cushion for you to come up for air to find, um, to, to come up for air so you can still pay the landlord on time. So that's what they're looking for. Um, so the more you have that, the better. Um, things that might be a deterrent is if you have pets, the landlords might ask for um, an additional uh, fee or deposit. Um, if you don't have a green card or a legal status, that might affect your application. Um, and the reason why that is, is because if you owe back rent and you're not a legal citizen, how are they going to find you? It's really, it's much harder to track you down and for them to get their get their money back, so to speak. Um, let's take a look at credit rankings and what that means. Um, if you don't 
already have credit, get credit. Get a credit card. Even if you don't use it, you should just uh, use it uh, like once a month. I don't want you to rack up the whole maximum amount of your limit, but you should use it once per month. Like something small, like $20 you went out to dinner or $20 you paid for groceries, and then pay it off at the end of the month. So that lets the credit card agencies know that you are a responsible person, that you're not maxing out your card, and you're, you're able to manage your credit, which, they, which they, really, they really like to know that. So that helps your credit score. Um, if you don't already have credit, if you are a student and you do have a good GPA, I think the number is uh, 3.2 you can get a credit card with very good interest with a low uh, low limit amount. It's usually like three to five hundred dollars to start off. They're going to watch you for the first year. If you're able to maintain your credit, uh, they'll probably keep increasing uh, your your high dollar limit. If you do not have a 3.2 average or you are no longer a student, um, they're going to ask for what's called a secured credit card. So what that means is uh, you're going to have to pay into a um, savings account, pay into an account. Let's say they ask you for $300. They're going to put that into an assigned account and your limit is $300. So that way the bank is guaranteed that you can't go over your limit because whatever that number is that they quoted you, $300, you can't exceed that. And whatever is in your account, that's the only amount of money that you can use. So it's a great way to start off. It does affect your credit report. And if you use your credit wisely, it will um, affect your score in a positive way. So that's, that's a great way to um, start your credit is to get what's called a secured credit card. You pay $300. Unfortunately, um, the rates on this are not as pretty as somebody that has great credit or the good student, but it's still a way to get your foot in the door and it's sort of like chicken and the egg. You have to have credit to get other things, so it's better to start that that day um, earlier. So don't abuse your credit. Don't go over your limit. Don't max, don't max out your card every month. They don't like that. That will negatively affect your credit score. Use it wisely. Use it minimally. And um, that will help improve your, st- improve your score. Um, other things that might uh, neg... Oh, l- let's go talk about scores for just a second. Um, bad credit is below 500. Poor credit is 500 to 619. Average credit is 620 to 7... I'm sorry, 620 to 679. Um, good credit is 680 to 739. And that's when you're going to get... Uh, standard pricing is the good credit rating. Um, if you have less than good credit rating, sometimes you will still get um, whatever credit you're taking out, but they're going to charge you a much, much higher rate. Um, excellent credit is anyone who has more than a score of 740, um, and it goes all the way up to the highest score is 850. And for customers who have scores that are over 740, you'll probably get a premium customer discount. So that's a great uh, category to be in. All right, so... Um, anyway, you're listening to the men, the you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We are talking today about uh, can I afford rent? I'm sorry, I didn't even like to tell you the phone number today. It's 888-909-1050, 888-909-1050. If you have any uh, questions on this, you can also uh, send questions or comments to my Facebook fan page, which is the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Um, remember, we have a, a time change now. We're in our fall hours, so we are on every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. All right, we have a little bit of uh, wrap-up, and uh, I'll go over some of the other uh, 
ways that um, you can help your credit score and hurt your credit. Well, let's go over how you hurt your credit score. Forgetting to make a payment will hurt. You'll get a late fee and a ding on your credit. Um, don't let don't let a medical bill slip through the cracks. If you refuse to pay a bill on principle, meaning you got mad at the vendor or they overcharged you, don't don't go there. So, like, take legal action or do whatever you need to do to remedy the situation, but don't overlook paying the bill. Um, let's say uh, uh, don't get talked into co-signing because that oftentimes backfires, and if the other person flakes, you're responsible for the whole bill. Um, don't have too many cards with near uh, limit balances. Anyway, I've, um, I've really enjoyed talking to you today about credit and your budget. Um, if you like this topic, uh, please write to me if you want. Um, if you want to hear more questions on the Men's Advocate Show with this and other topics, please do so on the Facebook fan page. You're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks so much. KCAA's Inland Talk Express. KCAA, Loma Linda, 1050 AM, the station that leaves no listener behind. Consider this your invitation to sell at Bob.